Welcome to the Globig Podcast, where we talk to international expansion experts from around the world to make it faster and easier for you to take your business global. Hello, I'm your host, Anka Corbin, the founder and CEO of Globig. Today's hot topic is all about Generation Z and the new global virtual workforce. This is part one of a two-part series, and our guest today is Mary Lemons, the Vice President of Human Resource Solutions at Global Upside. Global Upside is a leader in helping companies transform their finance, accounting, and human resources functions in over 100 countries. Mary, welcome to the Globig Podcast. Hi, thank you to be here. So tell me a little bit about your journey and your global HR background. You had a, a vast amount of information there, and it was really great to see. So share with us a little bit about, you know, how did you get into HR? What are your thoughts around what's going on in the world right now? Oh, sure. Um, yeah, I'm one of those people that wanted to study human resources development. That's how I started in college. And I came out to Silicon Valley uh, quite a while ago, and so I've seen a lot of changes um, in the Valley, but I started my career here and worked for multiple startups and mature organization before joining the, or the consulting world um, with Global Upside in providing solutions for our outsourced um, clients who want to outsource their HR solutions domestically as well as internationally. Very interesting. So let's jump in. Let's talk about Generation Z. So. What exactly is Generation Z? When did they enter the workforce? Who are they and how do they compare? You know, we've heard about Generation Y and Generation X and baby boomers. You know, what's the difference? Yeah, well, I think it's good to um, think about you know, what are these what are these boxes that we're putting people in and why? And, you know, one thing is what is the definition of a generation? You see a lot of times people um, or researchers looking at groups of people in kind of a 20-year span of period, and what is the purpose of that to under, you know, for understanding? Um, so one of it is just to um, try to understand the the decisions and the values and the expectations of groups of people that were born during a, and raised during a similar time. So I think it's interesting. We hear so much about um, the baby boomers because it's such a a large group and the and the millennials, but just to take a step back, if we look at you know where did it begin? The silent generation um, are those people born 1945 and below and um, before, and so those people are in their 70s now. And then the baby boomers is a really large group of um, born 1946 to 1964, so they're in their 50s to 70s. And then you have the Gen X, which is actually Kind of a smaller, um, smaller group that are relatively in their 40s, 40s to 50s, and then the millennials are this really large population, um, starting in about 1977 um, to present. Although the millennials kind of broke off into two groups, um, with the Gen Z being the newest, um, kind of the newest tranche of workers and where the research is right now focusing on what is this new group going to be looking for in terms of their purchasing power and what they're looking for in the workforce. So the defining factor for the Gen Z, those really are the people 
that don't have a recollection of the world post 9-11, which is kind of interesting. So the millennials are really defined by the events of 9-11, where the Gen Zs were alive, but not necessarily old enough to digest what that meant in their world. Um, and so with that, also having lived um, or grown up during the Great Recession period and seeing the impact on their parents, it breaks them into kind of a different group of who these workers are that will just be entering the workforce. Um, so really, it's the first true global workforce that we're looking at just coming in right now. Some are come will join and kind of right out of college, and some will join perhaps out of high school and even bypass the college experience. And so this is the this is a group that employers should be positioning themselves to understand more of since they will actually surpass the baby boomers and the millennials in the workforce in a matter of time. That's a fascinating. And, you know, I have to admit that I certainly spend a lot of time looking at millennials, but um, Gen Z is fairly new to me. And so what are some of the kind of characteristics of this generation that, you know, really will apply to how they look at the workforce and what they are looking for? Yeah. Well, you know, so one thing that um, they say that really is a distinctive between the millennials versus the Gen Z is the millennials um, grew up or grew, had technology as part of their experience, but the Gen Z are really the digital natives. They're the ones that don't know really the world without technology. Um, and that's one of the key issues. And so how we, um, uh, how we communicate to them, um, they really are, have lived in a virtual world more so than any other generation. That's amazing. How are they different from some of the other, um, the different generations? Because, and what does it mean when you're, you know, you're a digital native, what does that do for you? What does that do to, how do you think different then? Um, so I think some of it is, um, how do they think different? Well, I think social media definitely shapes a lot of their values and expectations. Um, and so as an employer, we need to think about, you know, how we're viewed um, in our own social media. Um, employees can do a lot. I think we, the marketplace has even seen this where, you know, if you don't have a good experience, then your reputation can be slammed out there, um, whether it's on Yelp or, you know, Facebook feeds, um, blogs. So uh, one thing to be aware of is how we use social media and how our Gen Z employees will view um, where they fall into that social media definition. Interesting. So you're suggesting, and I think this is really fascinating, that they are going to be much more concerned with how the company that they work for is perceived just as they are concerned about how they're perceived as well. Yeah. Is that true? Absolutely. Which is a really... I mean, that's an interesting decision maker, right? It's not something you would have normally thought as an employer. I mean, you realize you want the culture to be good and the job to be great, but for that perception and that that's one of the competitive um, mm -hmm. issues, that's 
not always that easy. You know, it's, it's great for bigger companies because they know that they have this really major footprint, but it is really fascinating for the other companies that maybe had never really thought about it. Right. Yeah, the social values and alignment um, for this generation will be really important that they that they're not entirely motivated by money, but they're also motivated by finding the opportunity that's mostly aligned with kind of their value system and what they believe in. Fascinating. What are some what do you think are some of the key strengths and then also some of the weaknesses of this workforce? It's a good question. On the strengths, I'm, for one, is I think that we can expect that this workforce will be highly productive. Um, they move pretty fast, and they like learning, and they've grown up with a lot of collaboration. I think if you even look at the school environment, um, you know, the students of today are expected to collaborate. I'm always surprised that you know, we can expect our children to collaborate and work together on projects where I often say that we haven't figured this out in the workforce um, yet. It's difficult to get people to work together and communicate. But I think um, for this group that is growing up in this environment where they're expected to collaborate to get the work done and they have technology really embedded into their learning structure already, um, those would be some great strengths to bring. They've also um, grown up in a world that um, is pretty diverse. And so I think that we can expect that we'll see more diversity and expectations of diversity, which ultimately leads to a stronger organization. I think there's enough research out there that we know um, that the more diverse boards are or the management teams, the stronger um, the organization ultimately is. And um, so I think those are a lot of the strengths. I think that um, some of the difficulties for organizations will be that there's going to be a lot of expectations from this workforce. Um, you know, they have a maybe a shorter attention span. They'll expect to um, have an opportunity to have varied tasks, um, to have a more flexible work environment. Uh, as well, and there will be an expectation to be in an organization that um, is aligned with their core values. Do you think that they... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, do you think they also consider themselves to be more of a a global person as well as a diverse person, that they don't have the same level of boundaries because it's so easy to have contacts already all over the world and to chat with people from all over the world and to have interactions with people in any time zone. Is that another one of those mm-hmm. characteristics? Yeah, I think they will definitely be looking for flatter organizations where they have an ability to, um, there's going to be an expectation of greater communication and understand the why and how things are being done. Um, you know, maybe that will be considered a little bit more challenging, but they want to understand the context in which they're asking um, to uh, contribute to the organization. Um, but they're also going to expect that, you know, they want to be productive and be held to um, be given goals and held to um, uh, be in a results oriented organization. Do you think that the companies that they're going to be looking at are are they ready for them? I remember, and I still think a lot of companies are still struggling with the millennials and the differences in there. This one, this generation almost seems like kind of that next step from the millennial. 
Definitely. Well, it's interesting that, you know, a lot of the stuff I heard about millennials and actually even talking to somebody about millennials and they said, oh, what the entitled generation, (laughs) which is really Mm -hmm. hotly kind of debated and talked about, you know, where's my trophy um, kind of management uh, training uh, things that were out a couple years ago is how to manage, um, you know, the people that want a lot of feedback and, and want a ribbon for doing a good job. And I think the difference with the Gen Z is that they will expect to have quite a bit of feedback. Um, they're going to look to be mentored, um, and they're definitely a more entrepreneurial workforce. A lot of them have the um, been a lot of research on what they're looking for, and a lot of them want to be entrepreneurs and to be their own boss and to make a difference in the world. Um, so there's some differences between the millennials and the, the Gen Z for sure. Um, but in some cases, you know, you do have that the millennials and, um, and the Gen X are parents of some of these Gen Zs. And, you know, the one thing that we know in shaping a generation is that the parenting is kind of the number one influencer of that generation, as well as the technology and the economics that existed during this generation. So it seemed like they almost had it a little bit tougher than maybe the millennial generation did just because things did get a little bit more difficult economically. And so, you know, maybe they're more resilient and and understand the need to work for what they earn, if you will. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's definitely, I sense a more utopian kind of mindset on, on what they're looking for. And it's kind of interesting to think about, you know, what was the impact of the world in which they grew up on that would um, kind of drive this generation down a path of looking for, you know, there's going to be, well, if you think about it, they actually, um, you know, the kids today won't know what it was like to grow up in a world before there was an African-American president or um, before gay marriage or a lot of things that, you know, are hotly debated topics today. There'll be just an expectation about um, probably more fair and egalitarian kind of society. Absolutely. What kind of work schedule does Generation Z prefer? Um, I think they're going to want it just integrated with their life. So um, they're going to work probably when they want to work and um, have breaks when they want to have their breaks. So I think that that work will probably start looking less nine to five and more fully integrated into how people want to live their lives. So as an HR manager and you have an organization of others that are all gener, you know, all other types of generations as well. How do you fit that in? You know, how do you build a a team around such different schedules and approaches to work? Yeah, so I think actually um, in the end we'll find that we're a lot more similar than different. And I think when, um, one thing is technology is actually going to bring us, I think, even closer together versus further apart. Um, and I can just say from my own like personal experience, boy, I'm, I'm really using um, that, you know, make, I won't name names, but I'll place the order and I expect the delivery today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I think as society, we're all going to be shaped by how technology is changing. I think the key difference will be um, 
that for some will be learning. We won't have that um, the digital native um, understanding in a certain way. Maybe we'll come along and we'll get better, but being that we learned it versus it being hardwired into our system, I think that will be a difference. But in the workforce, I think how do we bring how do we bring the different generations together? I mean, one is probably understanding that um, kind of the value that each generation has and capitalizing on how we can work together. Um, for some organizations, you know, maybe it will be putting on end about what collaboration looks like and expectations around um, where power is in the organization and in, and in um, groups where everybody's able to contribute and maybe there's less hierarchy, which is different for, um, you know, maybe a certain workforce to have to understand how to work with um, a flatter organizational structures. Yeah, I, think I think that, that will be, exciting. You know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's exciting as well. I mean, I think the challenge will be for organizations that um, perhaps will not be able to, just by the mere nature of the work they do, have as much um, flexibility in their workforce. I'm just thinking of banking, although I think I heard the other day there's not going to be tellers anymore in the world. I don't know. Um, but I think the work is going to continue to change and there will be a lot more automation in areas as well. So um, it's definitely kind of the cutting edge. I'm curious to see uh, what it's going to look like in the future um, as well. I think a lot of the jobs that, you know, people, kids would be preparing for today. We don't even know what those jobs are and what they will, what will exist. Absolutely. That's, I think, the other really exciting part. It, it, it's going so fast, isn't it? And all the things are really yeah. changing very quickly that five years from now, there's an entirely new job landscape that's just ready for yeah. this generation. Yeah. So if someone wanted to learn more about this and um, really get to understand Generation C and kind of the HR implications. What do you, are, do you have any great resources that you'd like to share? Are there some things that you've found have been super helpful for you? Yeah, there's, well, um, Global Upside, we, um, globalupside.com, we list blogs and we have resources on topics that are interesting to us. We're always looking at um, the changing employment uh, landscape and how it's going to affect organizations and strategies on how to how to address those challenges. Absolutely. You know, the only thing I want to make sure is that, you know, this is a global phenomenon, right? So this is not just happening here in the U.S. And that's, I think, what's really important for everyone listening to recognize is that this is happening everywhere, which means that you know, we all have to kind of shift it. We're not going to be able to take this and move this somewhere else, right? To think, oh, well, this is a this is not going to be familiar in this environment, so I'll go into a different environment. This this is truly, right. all, a lot of all these kind of shifts that are happening, they're global shifts. They're not just local shifts. Yeah, the Gen Z really is, um, or any of these generational studies look at, um, you know, the world. And although there will be some key differences, if you were growing up in Greece during, um, you know, difficult time, you would have, um, you would eventually catch up, but you're still in the same um, economic and um, technology era um, that you're, that, that's influencing how you think and feel and buy and how you want to work. So, 
there's no avoiding that. Absolutely. Is there anything you'd like to add um, that I haven't asked you about kind of around this global virtual workforce? Uh, no, I think, um, you know, I'm one that I, I, um, I hate stereotypes because I always think it puts people in boxes. Um, and I don't know if, you know, I always, people want to be defined that way. So I don't think of looking at the different generations as really as stereotypes, which I think often happens, but just understanding, you know, what uh, influences that shape the values of people and then how you can work with people. I think it's really positive be, to be studying um, this and then what the impact is, and then it helps you in your personal and professional life. Absolutely. I think that's really, really great advice. Mary, I want to thank you so very much for joining us today. Make sure that you tune in for the next segment, segment number two of the series on Generation Z, where we're going to explore whether Generation Z is the HR manager's dream or nightmare, and maybe it's actually both. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast channel and go to globig.co, the website for your online international expansion headquarters, where you'll find a one-stop international expansion marketplace, an abundance of free resources, training, planning tools, and vetted experts around the world.